I say good morning to you all this morning and welcome you to service this morning as we begin our service this morning. Uh, we will start with our praise and worship like we always do from the church. We're asking uh, that you would be attentive and praise and worship right where you at in your homes. God bless you as we start our service this morning. Praise and worship team.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As we get ready to start our services this morning, our word this morning, we ask that you would bow your heads in prayer with me this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as again this morning we come. Lord, we come as humble as we know how, God, because we know no other way to come to you this morning, God. And we come asking for forgiveness this morning, God, asking that you would just open our hearts up and our minds up, God, that we may be able to receive a word from you this morning, God. Have your way, Holy Spirit, as we are still dealing with this pandemic. God, we ask that you have your way, God. Have your way, God. Your Holy Spirit can heal deliver and set free God and we ask right now God that you would do it for us right now God once again God open up our minds and our hearts God that we may be able to receive your word this morning God but not only receive God God but be doers of your word this morning God we thank you and we praise you right now in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Ghost in Jesus name we pray amen Glory to God. As we start our service this morning, our sermon this morning, glory to God. Just one passage read into your hearing this morning, a familiar passage of scripture, one of my favorite passages that I say and think about every day. Glory to God. It's in Deuteronomy 31. Deuteronomy 31. Just one verse, the eighth verse, Deuteronomy 31 and 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God this morning. And if I would use for a theme this morning, it would be hope in darkness. Hope in darkness. Hope. That's what we got to have this morning is hope. Glory to God. Even though the numbers are going up and down, up and down, and we don't know where the numbers are going to be after this 4th of July weekend, but we have hope. Glory to God. Because our God said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. So it makes us have hope. And hope is something that we all need. Glory to God. We need hope. It's essential in our happiness. Glory to God. It's essential in our survival. If we don't have hope, there is no way we can survive what is going on around us. But with hope in Jesus, we can survive anything. Glory to God. There is no problem, hallelujah, too big for our God. And we know that, amen? So to answer this question about hope this morning, I'm going to use an illustration, glory to God, that many of you might remember. And probably heard about. Going to use an illustration of the nine coal miners that were rescued in Pennsylvania. 
These nine people spent three days trapped 240 feet under the ground, not knowing if they would ever again see the light of day or rather the water will fill the mine they have been working in that has whether this mine will become their tomb. We all know the story. I know you heard it before. They were crouched together in that cold, wet darkness, praying and waiting for someone to come. And finally, someone did. A shaft was drilled and a large enough, large enough to drop a rescue casket and bring them up, each man one at a time. Almost 80 hours after their ordeal began. All alive. All healthy. But it wasn't always guaranteed that they all would be alive. Nor would they all be healthy. What sustained these men's doing their living, living nightmare? Cold, wet, hungry, exhausted not knowing what was going on above them. Not knowing if they would ever see their family again. What kept them going? What sustained the rescue workers and the families? What kept them from giving up? What kept them from giving in to despair? If I would have to say what kept them was hope. Hope in Jesus. Hope in the fact that God said that he would never leave them nor forsake them. Hope is what brought them through. Hope is the face of very long odds. Yes, they used the best equipment they could ever have. They brought in the most experiencing person and knowledgeable person from the very beginning. But the likelihood of bringing up all nine miners alive and healthy was very small. Many things could have gone wrong. And a lot of it did go wrong. But they had to rely on their faith and their hope. And that's what keep them going. That's what kept them alive. Without hope and without faith, the outcome might have been very different. Church, I'm telling you this morning, without hope and without faith, the outcome of this pandemic can be tragic for us. But we got hope in Jesus. We know his word. We know what he said to us. We know that he says in his word that he will not leave us. He will be right there by our side. 
We know that he says that don't get discouraged. Church, I'm asking you this morning, don't get discouraged. I know it can get lonely sometimes. And I know it can get hard sometimes. Sitting in your houses all alone. Worrying and suffering and not knowing what tomorrow may bring. But thank God we know who holds tomorrow. We know that God is able to do all things but fail. I mentioned that incident of the coal miners because I know that today we feel like those miners. We feel just like them trapped, isolated, suffering, fearful of the future. Some people feel abandoned by God. Some of us wondering if God even cares or if God sees. Do God see what I'm going through? Some of you may be on the verge of giving up. Fear and anxiety, worry, suffering. Not knowing. Not truly understanding. Does God see? Does he care? Why doesn't he do something? All those kind of questions sometimes go through our minds. Especially when we've been in something so long. And I feel that we've been in this pandemic so long. All kinds of thoughts are going through our minds. If any of that hit home with you, I have good news. God does see. God does care. He will give you the hope you need. He will lift the cloud of this spirit. He will preserve you and give you the strength that you need. If you listen to the scripture and follow the guidance, if you trust in God and trust in his word, he will do just that. He will give you everything you need. But first, our hope must be grounded. In the conviction that God is with us. God is with you this morning, church. That must be the foundation that doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what you're going through. God is with you. I believe during those long days that the miners were trapped beneath the earth. They needed to know that they're not alone. They had to believe that there were people who cared for them. That there were people who were working physically to bring them to surface. And there were people who will not rest. 
till they've been returned safely to their families. Even though they could not see the rescues, they could not hear the rescues, but they depended on their hope. They depended on their conviction that they were there. And likewise, we must be convinced, no matter how the spirit our situation may appear, no matter how pleasant or unpleasant our circumstance, we must be convinced that God has not abandoned us. He has not forgotten us. He has not left us on our own device. To deal with the challenges of life. He is not just a God out there. But he's God who created the world. Placed us in it. He is not just a God that just placed us in it. And sat back and wondered how are we going to make it. But he's a right now God. He's an on time God. He's an all right God. He's a God that we can trust. He's a God that we can put our confidence in. We can have assurance of knowing that he'll be right there. That he'll be with us. He'll be there through our joys and through our sorrows. Our God is a personal God. He's with us every moment of the day. Listen to these promises of God. Unceasing presence in the life of his people. Listen to what the word of God says in the scripture today. He said, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will never fail you nor forsake you. In Deuteronomy 31 and 8 today, he will be right there by your side. The Lord is our shelter for the press. A refuge in a time of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O oh Lord, have never abandoned anyone who searches for you. Psalms 9 and 9 through 10. He will be there for you. You can trust him. If you can't trust anything else around you, know that you can trust in God. And as that pandemic comes closer and closer and closer to home, and you're feeling loved ones now that are being affected by it, trust the Lord. Lean on Him and lean not to your own understanding. God will be right there, He will be there in the midnight hour, He will be there. You can trust him. As strong as the love of a mother for her own child is, God loves for us. 
is far stronger. He will not and cannot ever leave us. Listen to how Jesus described his relationship with us. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when they see a wolf coming. The hired hand will run away because he is merely a hired hand and has no real concern for the sheep. But Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. And just as my fathers know me, I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. John 10, 11 through 15. Like the shepherd, Christ is always watching over his people. Providing for them, protecting them, making sure that no harms come to them. Unlike that hired hand, he will not leave you when trouble comes. Know that God will be right there by your side. Know that. On the contrary, I'm leaving you that in those times, his true evidence, his true nature is more evident in those times. He sticks with us in every circumstance. There's literally nothing Come on, somebody. There's literally nothing can separate us from the love of God. As Paul remind us in this familiar passage, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Should trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. No. In all these things we are more. Come on church. We are more than conquer us through him who love us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any power neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. That in Christ Jesus our Lord, nothing can separate us. Romans 8, 35-39. Believe this, my children. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. So I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how bleak it gets. Don't get discouraged. I don't care what circumstance may appear. There's always ground for hope. There's always ground for hope. 
Because we are not alone. God is with us. He's not merely present, but watching and actively with us. He's not passive, but he's an active part of our life. He is the ruler of this universe. He is the one that is controlling everything. So trust in him and never doubt. Believe that he will bring you out. Nevertheless, church, there's times that each one of us can admit that we feel like God's face is hidden from view. When sometimes we screen our eyes looking for his presence, but we can't see anything but darkness. We can't see. It seems like God is completely absent. But in those times, we need to dig into the word of God. In those times, we need to get closer to him in his word. And sometimes we feel like the more we follow him, nothing seems to improve, but yet get worse. And sometimes we wonder, how can we continue to trust in him? In his goodness and his wisdom. When we can't find no tangible grounds for that trust. How can we continue to place our hands in and our lives in his hands? When the results are disappointing and the pain and the sorrow won't quit. To fully answer that question will take just more than this one moment. But it's essential that we have an answer. Unless our faith will crumble. If our faith is based on expectation of a Pacific outcome, And doesn't matter how good and desirable it seems to us. We are setting ourselves up for failure. Why? Because we are not God. 
So our view of what's good and best is necessarily limited, incomplete, even faultless. Only God, church, can see the whole picture. Only God can see the end before the beginning. Only God understands how suffering and struggling can work out for the best in our lives. And as he reminds us Speaking through the prophet Isaiah. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declare the Lord. As the heavens are higher than earth, so are the ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55 and 8 through 9. In other words, he is God. And we are not. So we have a choice. We can either trust God. Or we can judge God. But we can't do both. You can either believe what the scripture teaches. That God is acting in a wise and loving manner towards you. At all times. Somebody say all times. That he's sovereignly guiding the events of your life. For your ultimate good. Or you could be angry. And bitter and miserable. The choice. Is quite simple. It's between faith and unbelief. As Paul writes to the Corinth church, we live by faith. We live by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. And he also wrote these words. Now we see but a poor reflection. Hmm. As in a mirror, then we shall see fact to face to face. Now knowing part, then I shall fully, even as I fully known. We only know part of the story. The story is not finished yet. We have to have hope in this situation. What that means is that we don't yet see clearly all that God is doing. And we shouldn't expect to. Likewise, the author of Hebrews tell us that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain are what we do not see. To put it more plainly, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
faith means continuing to believe in God, continuing to trust in God and all his goodness. Even when you don't understand, even when you can't see a way out, continue to lean on him. Continue to trust him. Continue to let him bring you out. And everything will be all right. Everything will be all right. We got to trust him, church. We got to have hope in him. As we look around our community, we got to have hope in him. He is the only way out. We can't do it ourselves. But if we leave and depend on him, he will surely bring us out. God has already given us the greatest he could ever possible give. That was his precious son, Jesus, to die for us. He's given us everything we need to sustain us. All we got to do this morning, church, is hold on to God's unchanging hand. That is the word of God for the dear people of God. Thanks be to God. My